Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Travis Filer joins us this week to talk about the Mox recently completed volleyball season. Chattanooga finished a disappointing 6-12 overall, 4-12 in the Southern Conference. Here's our conversation with the Mox head coach, Travis Filer. Coach, I know this year didn't go kind of the way that that you wanted it to go, but I think there were some bright spots, and I, I want to highlight some of those. What stood out to you uh, about this season? Well, I, I think first and foremost, and and you know what I shared with the team last night in the locker room after our last match was, um, you know that they they should feel a sense of pride uh, despite the record and, and despite some some tough losses in conference, they, they should feel really proud uh, of the fact that, and I am proud of the fact that, you know, we, we played every match on our schedule. And, and in this, in this season um, with all the challenges that it presented um, it being moved to the spring uh, you know, the, the, the weekly testing, the, the weekly question marks of who's going to be available, who's not going to be available. Will we be able to play the matches in conference? You know, we, we were never as a program for fall or spring ever really put on pause as a program as far as because of uh, COVID issues or, or protocols. And, and, you know, we really challenged our kids uh, to, to take ownership of that and, and to do everything that they could to give us the opportunity to play as all the matches that are on, that were on our schedule. And we scheduled 18, we had one in the fall, um, you know, uh, 17 in the spring, and we, we played 18 matches. Uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of that. I told them they should be proud of that. And I also told them that, that I'm very thankful and grateful that they did what was necessary, made the sacrifices um, to, to be able to do that, uh, which, which, was, which was a tough ask because this, this last uh, you know, year has been a, a challenge for everybody. So I, I would say that is a huge positive. Um, you know, the overall, as you said, record, uh, was not what we were expecting, which was not what we were hoping for. Um, our goal all along was to finish in the top four in the SOCON uh, to give ourselves a chance to, to play in the conference tournament um, since it was a unique year and they were only going to take the top four teams. And, you know, we, we fell short of that goal. So so ultimately in the big picture, um, you know, that's that's on on me and, and you know, just continuing to uh, – work and, and find ways to get better, um, find ways to be more consistent. Because uh, I, I did really truly believe, and I still believe, that we had the pieces, that we had the talent, uh, that we had the depth to to be in that top four uh, of the league. And I think we showed it with, with some of our results and, and how tight we played pretty much almost everybody in conference. Uh, even the even the 3-0 losses uh, on, on the road, um, you know, most of those sets, a lot of those sets were very close. Uh, we had leads in a lot of those sets late in in the uh, sets and and just couldn't couldn't quite find ways to finish sometimes. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, but I, I like where we are. Uh, I, I like what we will have next year uh, on our roster and and, uh, you know, really look to and, and um, are expecting to get back to the top half of the conference next fall. So what's job number one for you guys before next year? What has to improve going into the, uh, the, the, the 21 season, which is coming quick? Absolutely. 
Well, we're thankful that it's a quick turnaround. Uh, you know, you're going to have to have a kind of a quick, um, you know, short-term memory uh, just because, you know, this spring didn't go like we would hope it was going to go. Uh, and, and we don't have a lot of time in between. We, we get started in August. So I, I think priority number one is consistency. Uh, I, I think if you if you summed up our, our season and, and the matches that we played, especially I would say in, in conference play, um, the word that comes to mind right away for me is inconsistent. Uh, we, we, were, we were just, uh, you know, I think we probably started in, in 16 conference matches. We probably started a, um, a different starting lineup at least half of those matches, uh, you know, and, and that was not by design. Uh, we, we would love to find a lineup that was going to be consistent and that was going to work and that was going to give us opportunities to be successful in the SOCON. And um, un unfortunately, that was not the case. So priority number one is, is getting our student athletes um, to come in every day in training uh, with, with a consistent mindset um, of, of competitiveness, uh, of toughness, and um, and, and let's just roll up our sleeves and, and, and work to get better. And, you know, the, the interesting thing, Chris, is that I thought we had great weeks of training, um, you know, especially in the stretch of, I would say, after, um, after the Wofford weekend, going into the Western Carolina weekend, which was weekend number three, uh, you know, we were, we were two and two going into that Western weekend. And, we had a great week of training going into that weekend, um, also into the following next two weekends against Furman and Mercer at home. Uh, really thought we were prepared, really thought we were doing the right thing in the practice gym, uh, getting better, uh, really tightening up and, and fine tuning our system uh, offensively and defensively. And for whatever reason, that consistency just didn't show up on Sundays and Mondays and matches. And, and that's again, you know, just, something that we've got to, we've got to fix. We, we've got to figure out uh, where, where that disconnect is. Um, and, and that I would say is, is definitely priority number one. The impact your freshman had, I know has to make you excited about the future. I don't know that we've got time to be able to go through all of them, but there's a few that I did want to highlight. How tough was it for you to pull Sophia Bosong off the floor sometimes? It, it was tough, uh, you know, because, um, you know, during the recruiting process and, and, and getting her here into the program in August, you know, we, we felt strongly that, that she was going to um, be a big piece of the future. And, and we still do. We still feel very strongly about that. Um, you know, unfortunately, the, that consistency word comes up again uh, with, with Soph in that, um, you know, she just, she just struggled at times to, uh, to, to, be consistent with her tempo, with her location, um, and and was, you know, not putting our hitters at times in the best situations, just giving them opportunities to still stay aggressive just because of location uh, and, and consistency of that. So it was definitely um, not what I wanted to do, but, um, you know, because of, of, of some of that inconsistency, we felt like we needed to make some changes at times. Uh, but we still feel really strongly that that she is a big part of our future and a big part of our success moving forward. And, and the one thing that's great about Soap is is that um, you know despite some struggles, um, she she really I would say the last three to four weeks of the season 
even though those were some of the times when we did make some changes and put in Bailey to set, she, I thought, had a great mentality about her as far as training goes. Uh, she came into work. Uh, I think she upped her, her work uh, rate in practice and had, um, you know, a lot of success in, I, I would say, improving her game as a setter. Uh, and, and as kind of that floor general that you look upon. And uh, again, for some reason, though, there was still a little bit of a disconnect when we got to those matches on Sundays and Mondays. Um, you know, she, she did struggle at times. Kate Neal is somebody I thought that by the end of the season really came on and, and was playing well. I'm, I'm so glad you actually asked about her and, and mentioned her because I think of, of the entire freshman class, you know, there's always going to be questions. Um, and, you know, I think we had some questions about Kate, but I would say um, if you look at that entire class, um, how talented they were coming in, um, I would say that Kate, uh, without any doubt, was the individual that improved the most from August to the end of this season. And, and I could not be more proud of her and, and the strides that she made. And I'll tell you what, Chris, that the reason she did is because I would say of all of the freshman class, maybe of, of even the entire roster, you know, she was the one that was able to find that consistency of coming in every single day uh, into the gym and, and working to get better. Uh, she, she was extremely coachable. She was like a sponge. Um, I, I, and I just thought that not only did she have the right mentality of, of wanting to change and, and taking feedback, taking coaching uh, well, but she put in the work. Uh, she put in the extra time and, and absolutely I would agree that, that you know, she made huge strides and, and I think also has a very, very bright future for us uh, here at Chattanooga moving forward. I got to see these guys play uh, a bit over the course of this year and, and but just became a fan of, of not just the sport, but uh, this group and, 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 you know, being able to watch them play. I, I want to talk about some of the others now that, that you've got that are coming back. And I want to start with, with somebody that's kind of local in, in my Oracle. Is there anybody that plays this game with more joy than than Maya does. I mean, I, I've you know she looks like regardless of what was happening, she always seemed to play like she was having the time of her life. Yeah, you know uh, she's got a great presence uh, and, and a great uh, attitude and energy about her. And you know we we preach a ton uh, on on energy. You know, and and the great thing about life is you you wake up and and you are the one that dictates and chooses whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day. Uh, your, your mentality, your attitude decides on whether you're going to be positive or be negative. And, and that is very true about Maya in that um, she comes to, you know, comes to training and comes to matches uh, every day. And there, there is a, a presence about her that just uh, exudes, you know, joy and happiness and, and that she is doing what, what she loves to do, um, you know, uh, has, has been a huge, contributor for us, uh, offensively, especially over the last two seasons. Um, you know, I, I think she is an all conference caliber player, um, you know, um, and, and we'll see what, how the awards uh, end up, uh, coming out, you know, in the, in the next, uh, couple days, but, uh, you know, we're looking for her to, to continue on, to continue to improve. 
Uh, we've got to get her the ball as much as possible as an attacker uh, because she's hard to slow down and hard to stop. And, uh, you know, I, I really continue to look for big things for her, you know, uh, especially going into this last season here at Chattanooga in the fall of her senior uh, campaign. Definitely expect her to put up all conference caliber uh, numbers uh, as an attacker and as a blocker for us and and excited, uh, excited to continue to see that growth and her finish the career the right way. Jillian Finch led the team in kills. She did, yes. And and I will say, you know, um, offensively, we have tried to do a lot of different things. Um, I would say with the last in the last two years, uh, bringing on Scott uh, as as uh, our offensive coordinator on staff. Um, you know, we've we've really challenged our attackers and our setters uh, in in how we're going to do things, how we're going to run things offensively. And I would say um, that at first it was it was a challenge on on everybody. And I think there's there's a stubbornness about <laughs> about change sometimes. And you know, Jillian has really uh, I, I would say, especially this spring, really bought in to uh, the changes. Really bought into what we're trying to do offensively. And you know, I, I think that um, leading us in kills speaks uh, to that. Um, you know. She knows uh, that, that she's got to be a little bit more efficient when it comes to just overall hitting percentage. But the kills per set uh, really speaks volumes of the work she's put in, uh, the ability to change, uh, the ability to take coaching and take feedback well and, and to make those changes in the practice gym and then to make them in matches. And, and I think that you know she was able to do that um, a lot more consistently this year than, than in 2019. I want to close with the one that you had to say goodbye to, and that's Michaela Gotro. Once you put her in, once she was able to get up in that lineup this year, I thought she really gave you a spark as literally as soon as she stepped on the floor. Well, uh, absolutely, Chris. And, and um, you know, I've, I've already shed <laughs> enough tears uh, about Michaela finishing up her career, um, you know, and, and, and we all – I think probably all feel that way just because um, I tell you, Michaela is the, is the epitome of, of what student athlete should be. <laughs> She's phenomenal in the classroom. Um, and as an athlete, she comes in every single day. She rolls up her sleeves and, and works. Um, and you're never, ever going to question her, her effort uh, to come back from a major knee injury like she did, um, you know, um, to, to really finishing her career uh, I would say playing probably as good as she ever has. And that's saying a lot because before her knee injury, you know, going into the 2019 season, she was, she was the best player in our gym. Uh, she was the best attacker in our gym, the best blocker in our gym. And, and for me to be able to still feel that way strongly of how she finished her career after a major knee, uh, knee injury, I couldn't be more proud. And, and the great thing, um, and we talked about it last night in the locker room, was not only did she do all of that, but not once did you ever hear Mick complain or, or make an excuse about her injury or about you know success or not having success, whatever it may be. Um, that that kid, I, I will always remember, and she's given so much to the program. I'm so thankful for her, um, and and what a way to finish her career as well. Uh, you know, last home match uh, at McClellan last weekend. You know, you, you beat the, the regular season champion, um, and she, I think, has, I think, 14 kills maybe and hits over 400 or something astronomical. And then 
She follows that up with uh, a consistent match on Sunday against ETSU. And then last night, you know, does it again and has over 10 kills and hits over 500 um, and, and has some huge blocks that give us an opportunity to, to win that third set against ETSU and just, just fell a little short, but super proud of her and just a phenomenal kid, phenomenal family and uh, very, very challenging to say goodbye to her. But I know she's got success uh, in whatever she does after, uh, after she finishes up here. Coach, appreciate the time as always. We will talk again before August and, uh, and get ready for the, uh, for the upcoming season. Already looking forward to it. Uh, we are too, Chris. And, and I just want to say a huge thanks to you and Todd and, um, and, and all of Mox Vision for, for just putting uh, for such great effort to get, um, you know, our home matches on ESPN Plus. Uh, done such a great job, allowed us to connect with our families and with recruits that, that you know, maybe weren't able to, to see us play live for a long time. So thank you so much. Uh, it's been a, been a great year and I definitely look forward to next fall as well. The 2021 volleyball season will be here before we know it, and we look forward to being able to talk with Coach Filer again soon. Mox fans, single-game softball tickets are on sale, including home games against Oklahoma and Auburn and a Southern Conference slate of games. They're going to go fast, so head over to GoMox.com and be able to learn more. Thanks to Coach Filer for his time. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.